equal culpability. I believe that might be a legal term. Yeah, I do. But when do you apply equal culpability? For instance, two shoplifters. You got one stealing and one blocking the view of a store owner. Or I don't know what they call themselves. A salesman, associate. Uh, How about a depressed guy working for minimum wage? How about that? But you got two people stealing. And and sometimes in a dollar store, even in there, where, where things are, to begin with, so cheap. I mean, they're just about giving it away for free, and they're still stealing. I mean, are things that bad? But one blocks and one steals. And is that equal guilt, I'm wondering? They're both going to be charged. Do they get an equal penalty? Like when two like when two people sit at a kitchen table and one eats the whole pie and the other fakes a bellyache. What does that mean? What did I just say? Wait a minute. That makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, here's what I'm getting at. Is there equal culpability with Adam and Eve? That, I'm not too sure. The book says, it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman. It was she who was led astray and fell into sin. It seems to me, perhaps, that Eve was a little bit more to blame than Adam. And I guess that's why women go through more physical stuff than guys. Actually, much more. I got to tell you, when I learned about your monthly friends, uh, that scared me to tears. It did. I thought I heard wrong. The book says, I will intensify the pangs of your childbearing. In pain shall you bring forth children. And, you know, it didn't have to be that way. Evidently, that was another penalty for sinning. So, even though Eve initiated the trouble, both Adam and Eve were thrown out of the garden. They were both both ousted, even though Adam may not have known that that apple was taken from the tree they weren't supposed to touch. The book says, So she took some of the fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Now, with her can mean a lot of things. Adam, he could have been 20 yards behind her. Like when you go shopping with your wife, oh, and she loves hopping around from store to store to store, and you just say, okay, dear, whatever, wherever you want to go, whatever you want to do, and you follow her. You follow her behind, behind her, and as the day goes on, You drift further and further behind her. And then finally, she'll say to you, "Uh, Honey, how do you like this dress? And you're so far behind, you need binoculars to see her and the dress. That's just the way it is. So, if you think of it, Adam may not have witnessed the whole evil and devil temptation thing. Maybe she just gave, gave it to him and said, Here, have a bite without any explanation whatsoever. Well, I got to tell you, if Adam didn't know that that was the forbidden fruit, he should have. He should have been more responsible. He should have at least asked her and made sure instead of kind of trying to get out of it. Yeah, the book says, this is what Adam says, 
the woman whom you put here with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and so I ate it. Like, like it's kind of not his fault. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Pleading the fifth. Pleading the fifth. I don't know if that applies. Well, anyway, bad things ensued for both Adam and Eve. Uh, God punished him regardless of whether he knew or not. And he told Adam, I'm punishing you, the book says, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree of which I had forbidden you to eat. So regardless, whether Adam knew or he didn't, they both were punished. Like, like when you run over plants, your wife's plants with the lawnmower, and sometimes you don't know if they're weeds or plants, and sometimes you don't really care. But either way, you still get yelled at. That's just the way things work. And as we know, before Adam and Eve, God created the entire universe in a couple of days. Don't listen to the evolutionist people. It's so ridiculous. Now, I believe in natural selection. Yeah, I can go with that, where animals adapt for survival. And physical traits within the species varies. You don't have one species species changing to another. That's where they go too far. A fish is going to turn into a buffalo. Stop. It's not going to work. Even if it is a gradual thing, knock it off. It's ridiculous. You know, the genes and DNA, it just doesn't work that way. And natural selection, that can be dictated by environment. For instance, you got a snowy environment. It's cold all the time, like Alaska, wherever. And you have white and brown rabbits. And you have the predators out on the watch because their bellies are hungry. They want to feed themselves along with their family. So they're looking out in this snowy environment. And which which rabbit do you think they're going to notice first? The brown one or the white one? Well, obviously the brown one... So what happens is the white one, they tend to live. They tend to live and produce where the brown ones eventually get killed off because they're noticed more. And and that's the short and long of it. Don't make something more difficult and, and confusing by adding, oh, well, billions of years, this is why there's no more brown rabbits and this is why there's white. No, it's very simple. And and a one-cell amoeba, as they talk about, is never going to accumulate, that's the wrong word too, culminate, how about that, into a finished human being. That's never going to happen. They just don't have the capacity to do that. Again, one species to another, it ain't going to work. Like a chicken to a baboon. And those baboons I'm talking about, the ones with the red butts, They're kind of funny. Shiny red. It looks like a target on their butt. But the point is, it's impossible to go from one species to another. To me, evolution, all they're doing is to discredit God and the Bible once again. Because the atheists love this falsified argument. Oh, they do. And atheists, if you notice, all they do is talk about God. I don't understand why. You know, if God doesn't exist, let it go. 
Uh, what are you arguing about all the time? Accusing God of this and that and everything else. Well, how do they do that and why if there's no God? According to them, God in the Bible, it's totally made up, manufactured by man. So spend your time blaming man. Try to find out why man is so devious to produce such a fake God. Leave God out of it. Leave it out of it like, like a salad. Leave the artichokes and black olives. Leave it, leave it out of a salad. They have no business being there. And, and if man is so con- con- contriving to create this fake God, then how could we trust man to determine good and bad and right and wrong? Ah, the whole thing's malarkey. Malarkey. Is that a word? Is it, do people still use that? It, was it ever a word? Malarkey? Malarkey. Board guy. You know what malarkey means? That, that's strange. That don't even sound like English. So the bottom line to all this is nothing in this universe is random. I've got Canadian geese every year migrating a thousand miles at least to their warm destinations. Now that's not by chance. It's just amazing. They got their white bellies, and when the sun's out, it's quite a sight. The whole sky's full of them. And the only thing you got to be careful about is when they're in the mood to crap on you. Like that song, you know, what is that? Raining men, alleluia. Well, when you get when you get a thousand geese in the air, it's raining crap, alleluia. It's raining crap. Oh, they'll get you. Listen to it. Now, they sound more like ducks. They're not white Canadian geese. Who's the board guy kidding? And how do those geese remember to travel the same route every year over a thousand miles? That's amazing how they remember. And then you got the atheists who can't even remember where they put their glasses three feet away. Is that you back there or is that the geese? Board? BG, board guy, BG, yeah. So to me, it's all an atheist illusion of control and self-sufficiency. They they pride themselves on not needing anybody, but they do. They just do. You need to see it to believe it. Relic Hunter Firing Line has a new awesome 12-lane indoor gun range, rentals, and the largest selection of firearms for purchase. Also available are training classes for both men and women along with several membership plans to suit your specific needs. Relic Hunter Firing Line is located off Route 145 in North Whitehall. Give them a call at 610-440-1911. Their friendly and helpful service is available to you seven days a week as Relic Hunter Firing Line opens every day at 10 a.m. And if you're looking to purchase firearms, you can actually try before you buy. Shoot the gun first in the 12-lane indoor range and then decide. So that's Relic Hunter Firing Line off Route 145 in North Whitehall. Their phone is 610-440-1911. Or visit them at their website, relichunter.com. Tell them Robert from Don't Bring Up God sent you. Queen's Nutritional Products is all about one thing, clean, healthy, natural living. Take advantage of Queen's full assortment of organic, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free products. Everything from vitamins, herbs, grains, and raw honey to skin, hair, and beauty enhancers designed to slow down the aging process. 
Queens also has pet products without all the harmful artificial ingredients and chemicals. Queens Nutritional Products is located at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem. Visit their website at queensnutrition.net. Their phone is 610-691-6644. And for you sports nutritionists, there's no better place than Queens. With 40 years of experience, they will absolutely fuel your fire. Queens, a family business, is also a wholesale business specializing in dried fruits and nuts, roasted fresh right on the premises. So that's Queens Nutritional Products, open seven days a week. What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Livy's ice cream, homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610-261-1935. Yeehaw! It's party time with Don't Bring Up God, Sundays 8 to 9 on WAEB. And we need you to show up by calling uh, 610-720-7900. Whether you're eating breakfast or still in bed, getting ready for church or to clean out the garage. Uh, yo, whether you're taking out the dog or just scratching your butt, it don't matter. Tell us what is rolling around inside that big head of yours. Ah, big only because you have so many brains inside. Yeah, that's it. So call us live at 610 And Don't Bring Up God is on iTunes, just for your information. And one more thing about the atheists. They live and die by science, as we know, the last two years on this show. Science, science, science. That's all they care about. And we talked about it before, that a bumblebee can fly. But according to science, there's no way it can. So if that's not the most perfect example of science being malarkey sometimes, I mean, science is incredibly helpful. We all know that. Uh, Very interesting and intriguing at times. But science absolutely does does not describe and can explain everything in life. So you atheists out there, When you can explain how a bumblebee flies, then I might start listening to you. But until then, forget it. And even if you can, I still won't listen. In this life, unlike what the atheists believe once again, all our lives are created by God, the plan of our lives. We all have a constructive purpose for our lives designed by God. And again, it's not by chance. And that planned life is better than anything you can come up with on your own. Not even close. A man essentially was a lost cause from the beginning. And God came up with a solution. And what was that? His son, Jesus, that he was going to die and sacrifice for the rest of us. So we down here on this earth, on this rock, so we can have hope and a new life. And by by God's grace, we can receive all those things that we don't deserve. But we got to be careful. We always got to put God first. That's the first thing. Above family, above yourself. Yep, that's the way it works. 
even above the gifts and benefits and are specifically designed tasks and assignments that we gladly perform. I heard this quote, this quote, and when I say the word quote, I'm not using air quotes. You ever see that on TV or wherever? People will say, and and I got a quote here, and and when they use the word quote, they put up their little two little fingers on each hand and do that little motion of an air quote. That's very annoying to me. I mean, why don't we do air punctuation to, to the other punctuation marks, like a question mark? When you ask a question, is the board guy okay today? With a question mark at the end, every time you say a question, just with one arm, stick it up and curl it, and then with your left fist or your left hand make a fist and put it underneath the curved right arm to make a question mark just like you do air quotes equal opportunity here why why should the quotes get all the the pub and the airtime and and the hand signals so yeah you do that in the future anyway the quote is we must be ever watchful to keep our calling what we do for god from becoming a career, something that threatens to become a God. And you, know, you got to give God the proper respect, especially on his holy day, not yours, but his holy day, which we know to be the Sabbath. And don't be too busy with what God gave you on his Sabbath day. You got to put that aside. You got to recognize God only. The book says, carry no burdens. Do not follow your ways. You got to rest, rest and relax. Set that Sabbath apart from the other six days in your life. And 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 by the way, the Sabbath, I heard somebody talk about it the other day, uh, that it's so boring. You know, it's not supposed to be a circus and entertainment. You're supposed to give more and represent as a child of God and give more than get. I mean, you can get stuff, of course, but you got to come in come in there with the, the right mentality. It's still the fourth commandment. And, and, and the Sabbath was stressed in the Old Testament and the New Testament throughout. It hasn't changed. It's part of God's will. The book says, we are truly God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to lead the life of good deeds, which God prepared for us in advance. Prepared for us in advance. Yeah, our life is carefully scripted. Our job is to submit, give up on ourselves, essentially, and go God's way. Once that happens, you got a prepared life just waiting for you, laid out, like professional wrestling. That's all played out. And with professional wrestling, I hope I'm not talking out of turn. I'm not bursting somebody's bubble, right? I mean, you know it's fake. <laughs> you get a guy punched in the face eight times straight, and there's absolutely no blood, not even a scratch. And you got to realize it's fake, obviously. Now, maybe the board guy, if I would punch him in the face eight times, uh, I don't know what would happen there necessarily. I'd maybe like to try that during the break. Maybe not. He gives me a look. I'm only kidding, BG. Bored guy. Relax. So use that freedom to submit to God and Jesus and stay committed. Stay convicted. And beautiful, wonderful things will happen, hopefully, in this life and definitely in the next. Okay, we got a caller. Who's this? Hey, where's Dr. Behe? 
I don't know. So did you like my little soliloquy on your life? Rob, why didn't you let me come down and be down there with you this morning? Because I mean, I'm done I... with I'm done with uh, the lecture on on evolution. I, I'm sick of talking about it, really. But I addressed it since we brushed on it last week. I'm well, done. As I say, when you read the, the Bible or, or the Quran or any of these other uh, texts that were written, uh, you know, when there were no no microscopes and no telescopes, Rob. You have to read between the lines. Now, obviously... Uh, Can you, you know, stop saying me, obviously? Can you stop well, saying obviously, read, please? When you read Genesis and God uh, uh, curses the woman with pain and childbirth, and you, know, and you read uh, Deuteronomy and Leviticus where they talk about if a woman doesn't bleed on her wedding night that she can be stoned. I mean, obviously, to me, this was written by... Uh, uh, Ancient Hebrew scribes that had sexual problems, obviously. What do I got I mean, to do was, to stop? This, to was ma- written, these, these, this was written by uh, Harvey Weinstein's great, 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 got a hundred power granddaddy. <laughs> yeah. Harvey, whatever happened to him? Is he still in court or did he even start? Well, he's, he's fighting it. He's now, fighting it. Rob, as far as evolution goes, I don't know what else to say. I mean, uh, uh, you know, 40 years ago in the morning call, I uh, I dare say that I if was If you don't know what to say, one. well, perhaps you should say nothing. Well, Rob, I dare say in 40 years ago in the morning call, I was a, I, I, uh took Haeckel's ontogeny, recapitulates phylogeny. Uh, what what language that. are you talking about? Can we I talk about something some, else? I reconcile Haeckel with modern thought. How about the Super Bowl? Are you going to watch the Super Bowl today? As far as I know, as far as I know, I was the first one in the country, if not the world, to say that the DNA molecule actually remembers evolution. Blah, 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 blah. Long overview, long overdue on that one. Hey, who's going to win the Super Bowl this, this, today, this afternoon? tonight listen i i don't i don't have i'm i'm my own man i don't have to live vicariously through a football a team i didn't say that you did i just asked a simple question who do you think is going to win one of these guys that buys a jersey you know that says Winsor falls on the back of it you know and walk around as though i'm you know well i'm gonna get a i'm gonna get a jersey or a shirt that says god or walt how's that thanks for the call Yay. What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Livy's ice cream, homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610-261-1935. Bam! What's not happening at Relic Hunter Firing Line? Where do I begin? Rotating every month, we got for the more advanced shooters, Tactical Night, where you got a walking course on the open range floor with different targets and shooting stations. We also got a move and shoot night concentrating on movement forward and back and drawing from your holster. To sign up, call 610-440-1911. 
Relic Hunter Firing Line also has a new shooter class teaching you fundamentals and good shooting habits. Relic Hunter also has the NRA Basic Pistol 6-hour course and guess what? Free lunch. Last but not least, we have the all-important Ladies' Night. Women have absolutely no reason to be intimidated. Come out to learn, shoot, and have fun with one of the best female instructors in the Lehigh Valley. So call Relic Hunter Firing Line today at 610-440-1911. Not ordinary, boring hot plates to set your food dishes on, but unique, beautiful, and colorful hot plates that are functional, durable, and decorative with incredible workmanship. They're all handmade botanical hot plates containing natural dried fruits, beans, berries, and grains. Visit our website at hotplatesusa.etsy.com. They come in small, medium, and large and make great gifts for yourself, family, and friends. Yes, call up Robert live at 610-720-7900. Call up to keep him in line, to make sure he holds his place, or better yet, comrades, call up just to yell at him. Just who does he think he is, anyway? This show, Don't Bring Up God, is for all of us. Call up to make a point, give a comment, or ask a question. And feel free to be serious. Yeah, we're nonsensical. It's all good. Let's face it. Y'all got something to say? You need to be heard. Certainly more than Robert's babble. The more you talk, the less he talks. And I think we can all agree that's a good thing. So give a buzz at 610-720-7900. This message is approved by The Voice Guy. P.S. Please don't tell Robert. Hey, Queens Nutritional Products, they've got sales every week. We're talking about the vitamins, Solaray, Vitalogic, Cal, Enzymatic Therapy. They're all 25% off. You got specials constantly. Rolled oats, $1.50 for two pounds. Pitted prunes, $2.99 a pound. Raw almonds, $5.80 a pound. California Pitted dates, $2.99 a pound. And then organic stuff. You got to have the healthy organic, extra healthy. Raw filberts, $9.99 a pound. Raw sunflower seeds, $3.99 a pound. Raw cashews, $8.95 a pound. And semi-sweet chocolate chips, $4.99 a pound. And that's all at Queen's Nutritional Products. There's other stuff going on. I don't have time to go through it all. That's why you got to drop by on Pennsylvania Avenue in Allentown. It's an early spring or more winter forecast. Stop the music. Here is my forecast. What is this? Faithful followers, there is no shadow of me. A beautiful spring it shall be. What is that? Groundhog Day. Is that today? Yesterday, Groundhog Day. I don't know anything about Groundhog Day. I mean, that is all fake, right? It's a fake groundhog coming up, and you got six months of this, six months of that. I got really no no opinion on the groundhog, except that they look funny when they walk. They kind of waddle with their big butts. Hey, this is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert. I want to remind everybody that Don't Bring Up God is here 8 to 9 on Sunday mornings. And we are on iTunes if you want to check out the podcast and check out the last 40, 50 episodes. 
We're on iTunes. Okay, we got a call. Who's this? This is Barry. How's it going today, Robert? What's up, Barry? Now, you were talking about culpability at the beginning of the show. You know, who's responsible, Adam or Eve, or the person tempted or the person doing it? Well, to make an analogy, it would be like kind of a, a referee making a, a, a an obvious non-call, you know, in the NFL, and then, and then an NFL commissioner standing up for him saying, hey, he's only human, you know. Is that what he said? The chicken or the egg. Is that what you know? he said? Yep. <laughs> He's only human. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice explanation and all, comforting. Uh, all the referees, professional referees, are there on the field there to miss a major call like that? Some of those yeah. referees, they look like they're in their fifties or sixties. They're too old to be running up and down and seeing everything that goes on in the field. Which makes me wonder if it's done on purpose. Mm. Well, I heard that the Rams, they want to punch up the Rams because they're building a $2 billion stadium. They want to get interest in California, which is usually difficult in football. So they wanted them in the Super Bowl. And I, I kind of believe it. That blown call was so obvious and pathetic. Yeah. And just like, uh, you know, and I'm noticing too. Notice how the, the two teams are in the Super Bowl. It's the, it's the, it's the southwesternmost NFL team and the northeasternmost NFL team. That's a little strange. I, you know, always southeast, the two contrasts, the southeast and the northwest. Well, there's things we don't know. Southwest and the northeast. Yeah, there's things we don't know that are going on for sure in any sports. The manipulation behind the scenes. That's what it is. So it's not uh, It's not evolution, it's creation. It's, the whole thing is created. Yeah. Um, uh, one last question. Do you watch the Sixers? Well, I don't get into basketball too much. All right. Just checking. Hey, thanks for the call, Barry. All right, be safe. That's Barry, our sports analysis anchor. He's a football guy. You can tell that from my old way. So don't let friends, as I was saying before, about God and the Bible and the belief in in a special plan for your life and so forth and so much other stuff, don't let friends sway you like a bad referee. Don't let them sway you away from God and the Bible, even if they mean well. You remember Peter telling Jesus what to do, right? When Jesus was explaining to him, you know what? I got to get killed off. My story's coming to an end. I'm going to get crucified. And Peter, his apostle, right there is starting to say, no, no, I don't know. That that doesn't have to happen. There's got to be another way. And Jesus is like, no, there isn't another way. And, And he said that you... Basically that Peter was attempting to interrupt God's plan for his life. Jesus didn't like that at all. The book says that Jesus told Peter, get out of my sight, you Satan. That's pretty severe, man. You can't be messing around with God's plan, his sovereign plan, his sovereignty that determines and allows things to happen in our lives, to all of us, good and bad. You know, you heard God giveth and God taketh away. And sometimes we don't understand what goes down here on this earth, but realize that God always wants the best for you, always. He never takes a vacation day on wanting the best for you. Sometimes because of sin, that best isn't actualized. And we don't get that best. Sin ruins it, temporarily ruins it, just ruins God's great plan. As I said, temporarily ruins it. 
Like like when years ago I had three hungry kids to feed and I was making a pizza, nothing else in the house to f- to feed them, and I dropped it. Yeah, I dropped the pizza on the floor and I thought I ruined it, ruined it like sin does, ruined it. But no, you know what? I employed the three second rule. I picked it up right away. Yeah, I can do that. I, I rearranged the pepperoni a little bit and fixed up the cheese, make it look pretty again, and I gave it to them. Am I so wrong for doing that? I mean, they're still they're still good. They, that happened when they were little kids, you know, five, six, seven, and they all grew up. They're healthy now. Don't look at me funny. Anyway, so stay on course. You know, born again your life, make a few adjustments and changes that opens up your life to new hope and new possibilities. Throw away the crap of the world. You don't need that. Uh, don't don't listen to what they tell you. That constant flow of negativity and that you don't need God. Just stay on God's side. You don't got to go anywhere. And you can still enjoy life. Yeah, you can enjoy life and achieve and be a part of it. Just do it on the side of God in the Bible. Well, yeah, you can do both. The book says... Have no love for the world, which means carnal allurement for one, which is lust, sex, and seduction. It means enticement for the eye, the materialistic things out there that are all around us. And it means the life of empty show, the the superficial, meaningless things that just serve to pump up our ego, vanity, and pride. The life of empty show. You don't need that. Empty show. Like on Christmas, opening up a huge box, decorated beautifully with a big fat bow on it. You're so excited. You open it up, and it's empty. There's nothing in it. You want to crawl inside and rewrap it and hide from the world. The life of empty show. And a big part of life is exactly that. And let's stay true to God and the Bible once again through those tough times. You know, through those tough times of trials and tribulations, those TNTs, God tests us. And I know sometimes we don't want to be tested. You know, just leave me alone. I don't want to be tested in order to get stronger. But that's the way life works. You're going to run from it or you're going to deal with it. We're tested. And through these tests... We're molded and we're refined every day like clay in the hands of a potter to to be made according to God's wishes. That's what the Bible talks about. And this is what you got to know and realize and remind yourself of every week, every day if you have to, by opening up the Bible. So just be patient and wait for him sometimes through those tough times and troubles All good things come to those who wait. Isn't that the saying? Yeah, I believe that's the saying. You know, just wait for those better days. And the waiting is crucial in everything in life. When you plant something in the garden, you think it's going to grow immediately, and you're going to have a big wad of tomatoes at your beck and call. You got to wait. You got to wait for it to grow. Just like us, we have to grow. Plenty of growing to do. 
Also, like lifting weights. There's some people that want to lift weights and get as strong and big as possible, as quick as possible, so they work out every day. And that's the worst thing you can do. You need a day of rest in between. In fact, that day of rest is just as important as your workout day, maybe more, where the, where the muscles grow and you get refreshed and recharged for the next day. Without that, you're going to get hurt. It's going to confound your process and, and set you back three months until your leg or your arm or your chest heals. So the day of rest, accept it. Enjoy it. Savor the moment. You don't want to wait. Oh, you're impatient. You got to be like the rest of us. We all got to wait. Wait in those long lines and all these other episodes and situations in life that we have to wait. You just got to wait. Stop and wait. And as you wait, I'm going to have to remind everybody again, stay humble. Stay humble while you wait. Don't demand things. Nobody likes to be demanded on. Boy, when I ask for songs and the board guy shoots me such a dirty look, like, don't tell me what to do. I try to say it nicely, but no, he'll give me that look. He doesn't want to be demanded on. Like in a restaurant, when you need more napkins, you say it politely and you ask, and then there's no problem. The waitress comes back with napkins. there's a light that glows by the front door. But if you snap your fingers with an attitude and tone, the waitress says, forget it. And she, and she says to herself, use that ugly tie. Always stay humble and kind. Go to church because your mama's sister. Visit grandpa every chance that you can. It won't be wasted time. Always stay humble and kind. And what is the definition of humble? I mean, do you know actually what it means? Humble, definition. Having or showing a modest and low estimation of one's own importance. That's what humility is. Having or showing a modest and low estimation of one's own importance. That's how you be humble. The book says, have no self-importance. Have no selfish ambition. It's very clear. Hey, you can have ambition. You can strive for things. That's what that's what life is. Set a goal and go after it. But there's such a thing as selfish ambition. And certainly get rid of the self-importance. Just concentrate on, on being more kind, helpful, and generous. We got a caller. Who's this? Uh, NJ. NJ, what's up? Um, you're talking about the fall in the garden, and I'm trying to remember who it was. It might have been Pastor Prince that brought it up, how God is in the business of reversing the curse. Now, specifically, man fell by eating the forbidden fruit of the vine. Jesus reversed the curse by uh, his shed blood, his broken body, and told us at the Last Supper... Take, eat, this is my broken body, and drink, this is what? The um, new covenant in my blood. And it was what? Bread, which comes from the earth, and the wine comes from the vine. So here he reversed the curse of how man ate and uh, was cursed, fell, and this is... 
Jesus redeemed us by his shed blood, and we're supposed to do this in remembrance of what he did for us. Yeah, and and Jesus is definitely the solution, and we do have to remind ourselves more than once a year on the Bible message. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's, it's true, and that and that's why he said that. You know, do this in remembrance of me. And you know, one of the things that we forget, or I didn't know, um, if you read in Isaiah in First Peter, I think it's two twenty four, uh, that it acknowledges that uh, he was pierced for our transgressions, and by his stripes we are healed. So it, it, he says, healed, not going to be. We're healed when we take communion. We have the, uh, the grace to come before and ask him to heal us of whatever infirmities we have. Hey, I'm because amazed so, so many... In the Old Testament and the New Testament. I am amazed so many times in the Old Testament, it foreshadows the coming of Jesus. In Isaiah, Jeremiah, in a lot of them. There, there's, so yeah. many, there, there's so many foreshadows of Jesus. Like, he's well, coming, well, this is the is. guy, it's and the explains old, it. Right, the Old Testament points to... The uh, New Testament and New Testament reverses back. Hey, take even the name uh, Yahweh, God's name. Uh, uh, it's uh, Yud Hav Vey Hav, and it's uh, if you look into it, they have uh, pictures assigned to the letters. And, and get this: it's window, hand, nail, hand. Yeah, it's all interesting, and that's why Jesus said uh, several times, I'm here to fulfill the scriptures of the Old Testament. Thank you, NJ. I got to run. Queen's Nutritional Products is all about one thing, clean, healthy, natural living. Take advantage of Queen's full assortment of organic, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free products. Everything from vitamins, herbs, grains, and raw honey to skin, hair, and beauty enhancers designed to slow down the aging process. Queens also has pet products without all the harmful artificial ingredients and chemicals. Queens Nutritional Products is located at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem. Visit their website at queensnutrition.net. Their phone is 610-691-6644. And for you sports nutritionists, there's no better place than Queens. With 40 years of experience, they will absolutely fuel your fire. Queens, a family business, is also a wholesale business specializing in dried fruits and nuts, roasted fresh right on the premises. So that's Queens Nutritional Products, open seven days a week. Not ordinary, boring hot plates to set your food dishes on, but unique, beautiful, and colorful hot plates that are functional, durable, and decorative with incredible workmanship. They're all handmade botanical hot plates containing natural dried fruits, beans, berries, and grains. Visit our website at hotplatesusa.etsy.com. They come in small, medium, and large and make great gifts for yourself, family, and friends. Man, what's not happening at Relic Hunter Firing Line? Where do I begin? Rotating every month, we got for the more advanced shooters tactical night where you got a walking course on the open range floor with different targets and shooting stations. We also got a move and shoot night concentrating on movement forward and back and drawing from your holster. To sign up, call 610-440-1911. Relic Hunter Firing Line also has a new shooter class teaching you fundamentals and good shooting habits. Relic Hunter 
also has the NRA Basic Pistol 6-hour course, and guess what? Free lunch. Last but not least, we have the all-important Ladies' Night. Women have absolutely no reason to be intimidated. Come out to learn, shoot, and have fun with one of the best female instructors in the Lehigh Valley. So call Relic Hunter Firing Line today at 610-440-1911. Hey, this is Don't Bring Up God. We're here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAB 790 AM. The podcast, if you ever want to check that out, uh, Don't Bring Up God, we are on iTunes, just so you know. So let's, as I said earlier, be kind, more helpful, more generous. And let's do that now, if we can. The book says, say not to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give, when you can give at once. The more you give, the more you get. We get to give. And when you do get, don't be a miser. The book says, if ever a miser is generous... It is by mistake, and in the end, he displays his greed. Like Bugs Bunny. On one of those episodes, it ended with him finding a huge treasure in a cave, and all he was saying was, all mine, all mine, 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 all mine, mine, all mine, 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 mine. You know, Bugs was a rabbit. What's he going to do with all that money? (laughs) Uh, Buy a box of carrots? Like a box of cigars? Ooh, smell these. Ooh, Cubans. Uh, What's Bugs going to say? Mmm, Robert's Garden. He'd have to, right? So greed is not what God wants. The book says, my son, use freely whatever you have and enjoy it as best you can. Uh, Misers, they save all their entire life. They don't spend one cent more than they absolutely have to. Come on, man. Splurge a little. All that money in the bank you got locked up. In the end, whose hands are they going to end? Whose hands will that money end up in? It will will end up in the government's hand or or some ungrateful stepkid that you never see. One of the two. We got a call. Who's this? Hey, morning, Joe. Hey, Caboose. How you doing? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so you were asking about who's more culpable. Um, I think it reveals it right there in the text, uh, Genesis 2, verses 16, 17, when God created Adam, he gave him the command, and then afterwards created Eve. So, and this is a biblical principle. Well, maybe he didn't tell Eve that you can't eat from the tree. Well, uh you know, looking at the rest of the Bible, the man, the husband being the spiritual head of the family, he's to teach uh, the family, you know. So I would say he did. And actually, when you look at Genesis 3, this is where the King James really, I, I believe, is superior to the other um, versions because it says, it uses ye, you know, ye, and you, you, which are plural. So when you read it and Satan came tempting Eve, Adam was right there. Well, I'm sure I'm sure one. Eve knew because uh, yeah. when she was talking to the devil, she said, "If if yeah, I eat this fruit, I was told I was going to die." And he said, "No, you're not." I mean, they both knew. Yeah, but uh, and and you know, <laughs> here's another little interesting fact. 
you know, women generally talk more than men. <laughs> Adam didn't say anything. So he, he neglected his, uh, you know, position as spiritual head of the family and, you know, should have uh, taken care of that. But, you know, eventually, and we can't just blame Adam me because we all sin. Uh, yeah, they the represent law. us. The I'm sorry? They represent us. Yeah, yeah. Just and, like and the Jews killing them. Jesus. I, I, I would never think of blaming them and holding that against them. No, I, I just can't do it because I know how wishy-washy I am. And I may have and done actually, the same exact stuff. Yeah, and actually, it was the Romans who actually put him to death. Yeah, but it was because of—all right, I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, I mean, it's because of all of our sins. Uh, that's why he died. It's the fulfillment of Scripture. Right. And then just to touch, touch on what Walt—you uh, know, see, this is an example. Walt brings up Haeckel, the German— biologist who, you know, drew these embryological stages and came up with this theory of recapitulation, meaning each embryological stage represents our history of uh, yeah, voodoo. But here's the thing. They're fakes. They're all fakes. It's fake science, and it's still used in textbooks. Walt's still pushing it. It's fake science. I think the I mean, textbooks we all realize by now in politics and everything is usually a, it usually serves as a manipulating tool. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fake news. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks so, for the call, Caboose. Yep. Woo-hoo. There goes the Caboose. And let me remind everybody, the more we are aware and listen to God, his commandments, his doctrines, and statutes, those three words are connected throughout the Bible. Commandments, doctrines, and statutes. The more we adhere, the more we take part or, and, and, and receive the promises. And the way we get aware of God is what? Uh, the, the way we learn about everything about Jesus is obviously through the book, through the Bible. You got to open that up. That's 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 the main message of this show. Learn about Jesus, his life. He totally reflects God. Jesus does. That's why we need to learn about his life. Jesus reflects God's character and his intentions. Jesus, he's actually called the Word in the Bible and, and called the light. Yeah, both of that, the, the both of them, the Word and the light. So promises basically are made and received in the light. Promises in the light. Unlike promises in the dark, you know, you got some guy telling you things and promising you things two in the morning, and he doesn't even know your name. You can't believe that crap. Promises in the Dark. Who sang that? Uh, That's that little girl. That's uh, Patty. Pat Benatar. Yeah, little Pat Benatar. Little feisty thing. She was cute as a little button. Very small, but but with a big, monstrous voice. Little Pat in her little costumes and outfits on stage, prancing around. I think she went out with the... The guitar player. The guitar player was a cool-looking cat, too. But that big voice and that little body, it's a balance once again. A balance. This ain't it. This ain't even Pat Benatar. What are you talking about? Poor guy. 
throws me a curve. Don't know what he's talking about. What he's trying to say. Is this, are you symbolizing the relationship between Pat Benatar and her guitar player? See, board guy's stubborn. He won't play my Pat Benatar song about promises in the dark. He has to have his own original promise song. And that was a good one, I must say. But the balance, again, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about balance, guys and girls. A lot of times you, you see this where there's a real tall guy, six foot two, going out and marrying a four foot nine girl. Why is that? Real tall guy, real short girl. I mean, you never see a real tall girl and a real short guy together. You, don't, you hardly ever see that. But you see the tall guy and the short girl. You know, uh, leave those short girls for us. Why are they? Why are they taking them? Get somebody your own size. What I think is going on there, they're at extremes: six foot two, three, five, and then a short four foot nine. Both the guy and the girl are at extremes, and maybe they don't like being that tall or that short. And they say to themselves, "Man, I, I, I wish I was shorter or taller. Uh, what would that be like?" So what they do is they marry somebody who's the opposite. Yeah, and then they live vicariously through them. And that's my theory. I think that's an appropriate theory. So let's receive the promises that we don't deserve. Receive uh, promises that are given to us. You know, something given to you, you don't take credit for. You don't pat yourself on the back. For something that you received. Even the ability to succeed and make a great living and and to be able to buy this and go here and there. That's all great. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't act as though you're solely responsible for that stuff. God gave you the power and the ability to attain that stuff. The thinking power. You got to remember that. You know, the gifts that were given, you know. When we're born, during our life, anytime, recognize God. Recognize where all that good stuff came from. We had two callers there calling at the end of the show. I guess they disappeared since there's like one minute left. Not even that. We are Don't Bring Up God every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAEB 790 AM. If you're bored out of your mind, feel free to visit don'tbringupgod.com. And our podcast is on iTunes. So check us out there. Whole bunch of them. A library of like 50. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. And around the world, WAEB Allentown. Available anywhere you want to listen on our free iHeartRadio app. Download it now. News Radio 790.